Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would enable and empower us to abide in you, to abide in your love, because your perfect love drives out all fear. Be with us now, we pray, and always. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Have you ever thought to yourself, the Ten Commandments just aren't enough for me? Sure, I can stop lying and coveting and murdering. I can honor my father and mother. I can keep the Sabbath. And of course, I can love the Lord my God with all my heart and soul and mind and strength. I can love my neighbor as myself, but I need something more, something more stringent, something more demanding, something more virtuous. Well, if you've ever been there, then you'll find a kindred spirit in the American founding father, Benjamin Franklin. Franklin was raised in the church. Uh, his parents were actually hoping that he join the clergy, but at some point he decided that Sunday morning worship was a waste of his time, and he formulated his own spiritual path. He formulated what he called the 13 virtues, because as I said, the Ten Commandments just weren't enough for him. And those 13 virtues were temperance, silence, order, resolution, frugality, industry, sincerity, justice, moderation, cleanliness, tranquility, chastity, and humility. What a list that is. And here was Benjamin Franklin's plan. Every week, he would focus on one of these virtues, and he would rotate so that every 13 weeks, he would begin again. And he chose 13 for a specific reason. That's because he could make it through the entire list four times every year, since 13 times four is 52. Genius, 52 weeks in a year. And Ben Franklin actually printed up scorecards for himself, scorecards. You can find them online. And on these scorecards, he kept track of his progress and mistakes, you know, kind of week by week, virtue by virtue. And in this manner, through this plan, Benjamin Franklin went on to become the most virtuous, most perfect person who has ever lived. Now, obviously, I'm being a bit sarcastic, a bit tongue-in-cheek. But let me say just a couple things about Benjamin Franklin's 13 virtues. First of all, I have to confess that this sounds like a terrible way to live. The last thing I need in my life is more scorekeeping. The last thing I need is to be constantly reminded how I don't measure up, how I am not what I ought to be. And frankly, it didn't work. These 13 virtues didn't work. What Ben Franklin found was that as soon as he stopped focusing on one virtue, the associated vice would come roaring back. 
He might be kind of okay for one week focusing on that particular virtue, but as soon as he moved on to the next one, he found that all the others came roaring back. Maybe he could be temperate for a week. You know, maybe for a week he could practice moderation. But he couldn't do that while also being frugal. Right, a guy's got to have fun sometimes. Maybe Ben Franklin could be clean for a little bit, but he couldn't do it while also being industrious. Through his 13 virtues, Benjamin Franklin discovered what the Apostle Paul describes in Romans chapter 7. Here's what Paul says. I think we can all relate to these words. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, right? I want to do the right thing, but I see in my members, in my body, another law at war with the law of my mind making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. In other words, I know the right thing to do. I even want to do it, but I, I find myself unable. I'm sometimes at war with myself. So now I want to read you a few things that another prominent figure in American culture said about his approach to spirituality. Here's what he says. God is grace. Every time we mess up, he picks us back up. Every single time. That's how I view it. And so I can admit I made a mistake. I won't dwell in it. I don't sit in shame. But it actually makes me want to do better. If God forgives me, and he loves me, and he set my life in motion, if he put these desires in my heart, then I'm going to trust him. There's a quote, the comforted become the comforters. And I really do feel comforted. I have a wife who I adore, who I feel comforted by. I feel safe. I feel like my relationship with God is wonderful. And I have this outpouring of love that I want to be able to share with people. You know who said that? Justin Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber said that in this month's issue of Gentlemen's Quarterly, in the May issue of GQ. Justin Bieber. And in case you don't know who Justin Bieber is, he's one of the biggest pop stars of all time. Um, you know, I talked about Britney Spears a few weeks ago. Justin Bieber today, you may be sensing a theme. He sold over 150 million albums worldwide, and he's really been famous since he was about 15 years old. Now let me ask you, as you hear Justin Bieber's words about being comforted, about experiencing the forgiveness of God, about wanting to serve and love others, as you think about Ben Franklin's 13 virtues and the systematic approach to virtuous living. 
Whose life would you want? Whose approach to spirituality do you find more attractive or more true to your own experience? Ben's or Justin's? Now, to me, the answer is clear. I don't want to live a life based on scorekeeping and discipline, on schedules and control and frustration. I want to live a life based on grace and honesty and comfort, on forgiveness and faith and freedom. So how did Justin Bieber get there? How did he find this freedom? Well, I think it's safe to say that God pruned him. God pruned him. What does Jesus say in today's gospel reading? I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Now when I say that God pruned Justin Bieber, what do I mean by that? What I mean is that he reached a point where his life was unbearable, unmanageable, we might say. Justin Bieber had accomplished everything he could have ever imagined, more in fact. He was rich and famous beyond his wildest dreams, but at the same time he was dead inside. Here's what he himself says. I had all this success, and it was like, I'm still sad. I'm still in pain. I still have these unresolved issues. I thought all the success was going to make everything good. I woke up one day, and my relationships were broken, and I was unhappy. And I had all the success in the world, but what is that worth if you're still feeling empty inside? And I wondered, am I ever going to be able to live a normal life? Am I going to be too self-centered and ego-driven that I just make all this money and do all these things, but then I'm left at the end of my life alone? Who wants to live that way? Justin Bieber reached the end of himself, the end of his rope. His life became unbearable. But when he did, you know who met him there? Jesus. Jesus met him at the end of his rope. And Jesus forgave him and loved him. Jesus promised to be with him no matter what. One of Justin's friends, uh, Chance the Rapper, who's also a Christian, said this, Justin isn't a fake. 
He goes to Jesus with his problems. He goes to Jesus with his successes. He calls me just to talk about Jesus. In a very real way, Jesus saved Justin Bieber's life. Some of you may be familiar with the Serenity Prayer, which was written by the 20th century German-American theologian uh, Reinhold Niebuhr, a wonderful, uh, devout Christian man. And if you are familiar with the Serenity Prayer, you probably know uh, that first verse, right? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. But you may not know the rest of the prayer. It goes on for two more stanzas, in fact, and the second stanza begins, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace. And I want to focus on just that last line for a moment. Accepting hardship as the pathway to peace. Let me say, I hate hardship. I hate when things don't go my way. I hate being in pain. I hate being confused. I hate reaching those moments when my life seems unbearable. But it may just be that hardships are God's pruning shears in our lives. It may be that hardships are the way that God leads us to peace, to freedom, to comfort, to love, to service, to all the things that Justin Bieber discovered on the other side of his own hardship. I've often said that, in my opinion, there are just two ways to live. The first is as if everything is up to me, and the second is as if everything is up to God. Hmm. And Ben Franklin lived as if everything was up to him. And maybe that's the way you find yourself living as well. But in the Gospels, Jesus doesn't say, prune yourself, or abide in yourself, or make yourself more fruitful. Jesus doesn't say, you can do it. Formulate your own virtues, come up with your own plan, get yourself under control. Rather, what does he say? My father is the vine grower. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. Abide in me, those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. nothing. You see, the Christian life, the life of true virtue, is a work of God from beginning to end. God creates us, he calls us, he saves us, eventually he he brings us home to be with him forever. And sometimes he prunes us. And pruning can be painful. 
but it is not purposeless. It is not without hope. Whatever hardship we may endure, we do so knowing that God is with us, that he is present, that he is doing something, that he is leading us on the pathway to peace, that he's making us more fruitful. That's what he did for Justin Bieber, and that's what he is doing for us as well. Amen.